Hey guys, welcome to episode 14. Today I will be chatting with Nick Lawfer, the coup of Cass, Toby Keith's trombonist, and my husband, and we'll be talking about what it's like to run a business with your spouse. Welcome to the Musician's Guide to Being Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise. Every week, we have music industry professionals and top performers share their insights on thriving as a modern musician. Whether you're a recent grad or high-profile artist, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Karen Kibidez, CEO of Kibidez Artist Services, marketing and management consultant, educator, and professional saxophonist based in Nashville, Tennessee. I am sitting here again with my better half, the coup of casts. Toby Heath's trombonist, Nick Lawfer. Hi, thank you. Hey, Nick. How's it going? Oh, so good. So good. How are you? Oh, you're so weird. Um, okay, so today's episode, a lot of you have been asking us about um, what it's like to work with your spouse, actually. Um, so since it's Valentine's Day, I figured I'd do an episode with um, my better half. Me. Um, but anyway, so challenges, I guess we can start there. What, what it's like to work with your spouse. Okay. Um, first of all, it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> I would not recommend it. Um, I, I guess I would liken it to like when people have a baby or they're pre- getting pregnant and people are going to be saying, Oh my God, you know, we have experience in raising kids and I just have to tell you it's the worst. Like, you know, but, but it's so worth it. <laughs> So I guess I think it's kind of the kind of like that. Like we don't have poopy diapers or anything, but I think <laughs> metaphorically we definitely have poopy diapers with running a business together. I would have never in a million years thought you would describe it like that, but okay. Um, I mean, I, I guess it's, I, I have similar feelings. Um, um, it's very, it's first of all, I'll be positive. I think it's a blessing. It's so fun that I get to spend as much time as almost humanly possible, um, with my partner in life. I think that's really great. Um, I think it's really awesome that we're both really passionate about what we do. So that in itself is incredibly inspiring. Like I just, I love seeing, you know, how passionate you are about being on the road and your students and, you know, logistics, like buying airfare and hotels. It's like riveting for Nick. I love it. I just can't even. So it's really awesome to, to kind of, be so opposites, but, you know, kind of complement each other really well. So I really, really love that. Um, I personally struggle with boundaries. So for me, I think that's been the biggest challenge of working with my spouse, just the boundaries, like, um, even of location. Cause when we first got married, we lived in a studio. <laughs> so it was 300 square feet. I could paint the picture. It was a mm. little more. It was okay. 398 square feet. Okay. So basically it was I saw more than a hotel room. I saw Nick at every peripheral 100% of the time. So it was like, kill me. No. No, you're welcome. I can't live here. Uh, And then, of course, I had just moved from Boston. So I was like, uh, no, my life is over. Um, But then we moved to a one bedroom and it was slightly better. Um, I feel like my entire life I've just been chasing doors. Like, you know, most people dream of like the corporate office and like the corner office with the view and the skyscrapers and whatever. I just wanted a freaking door so I could just close and have boundaries with like my office work and my life work and my husband and all of that. Um, so we finally moved into a two bedroom like a couple of weeks ago and we have, I think the best boundaries we've ever had. Cause I actually have an office now. 
Truly. And I have a kitchen that I can make noise in. <laughs> That's true. Um, so I think it's the boundaries that for me has been most difficult, like knowing when is the end time, when is a conversation that I'm having with my husband versus my business partner. Um, you know, sometimes Nick has really good ideas, but I don't think they are. <laughs> so, you know, just having like that kind of boundary to listen through and all the way. Yeah. Well, I was thinking like, you know, this has been your, I'm going to talk about babies again. This has been your baby for five years yeah. and no one on this entire planet has cared about your business more than you have for this entire time. Nobody. So coming in as a, a new partner in the venture five years in is definitely challenging. Um, but I also think it's really good because there's nobody who cares just as much about doing a good job at this company um, in addition to you than me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pat my own shoulder there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and our skills definitely do complement the business. So, Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so I think like the top, I would say five things that I have learned from working with my spouse is the number one is boundaries. Like separating, like this is a work meeting or a work lunch, or this is like, we're just not talking about work. Like, cause we're both musicians and artists and we're just so passionate about what we do that it's very easy to take that everywhere. Like we're going to Costco. Let's talk about the invoices or, you know, this tour or this person, or I just got this Vox from this person. And like, so it's just, it just becomes this like all encompassing thing. And while I love it, um, our yeah. marriage doesn't. Well, I was just thinking, I was like, well, yeah, I'm, I would be driving or something and we're talking about some <laughs> serious contracts and I'm trying to navigate the most insane left-hand turn with, you know, 60 mile an hour traffic. And she's like, are you even listening? I'm like, to be honest, no. <laughs> yeah. Or I just, I have this thing because I think Nick is incredibly intelligent and super talented and Obviously. I can just gush at all like at everything he can do really well. Um, but I just think he's Google. So I'll be thinking about a tour or whatever. And I'm like, Hey Nick, what's the driving distance from like Nashville to Arkansas? And he's like, I don't freaking know. Like Google it. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know. Okay. I, I did get Karen and Alexa two Christmases <laughs> ago. So she could ask her. Yeah. So the moral of the story is boundaries like that. That's very important. And not just for, you know, your husband, but just in general, if it's a friendship, a family member, just whenever you have a partner in business and in crime and in life, like it's just so important that you have really clear and defined boundaries and that both parties understand what these boundaries are. Because at first it was like, these are my boundaries that I've created in my mind by myself and kept to myself. Um, so it's important to, to share. Absolutely. I'm grateful to be part of the sharing. <laughs> Thank you, Karen. Um, I would say the next thing is respect. Um, so obviously, you know, I respect my husband and respected him before he was my husband and all of that. But there's an extra element when you have two passionate people that express their passions differently. Um, for those of you that have heard of the Enneagram, it's awesome. And for those of you that haven't, check it out. Um, it's like a super psycho personality meets childhood therapy session where you're like, oh my gosh, this is who I am and this is creepy. Um, but the way I externalize you know, conflict or excitement or passion or any of the things is vocally and in the moment. And Nick is the opposite. I shut down. I go internal. 
until yeah. I uh, boil over and then I can't even remember why exactly. I boiled. So not a fun person to argue with, <laughs> but respect. That was really like one of the biggest lessons just on top of having like really good boundaries is we have immense respect for each other and not just as people, but with our crafts. And I know that Nick is so much better at booking airfare and logistics and, you know, just being calm about things. I just feel all the things at all times. Um, so I'll go to him and respect his opinion. And also when he offers, you know, some feedback, I take it. And then, you know, the same for me when I kind of push Nick to be a little more vocal about his feelings or whatnot. And likewise, like I'm, I've been catching myself, um, recently too, where I'm, you know, sharing my ideas and my experience with you, with you, which is zero in certain cases, because I'll, I'll be telling you how I'm reading a situation with regards to people. And, um, and I'm always wanting to give the benefit of the doubt to a person, mm-hmm. um, be it a client or a vendor or an employee. And I just, you know, that's always good to think about when you're, you know, a happy go lucky person, you always want to look on the positive and on the bright side of things. And Karen's like, look, you know, you got to respect that I've been doing this a lot longer than you. And I know how people are. People lie, people cheat, people steal. And, you know, as heartbreaking as that might sound to someone like me, I do take her on her word that she's definitely better at reading people than I am. Yeah. And Nick's a ray of sunshine, like at all times. So it's been been also interesting, I think, to to kind of see the business and the side of the industry from his eyes, because some of this is just brand new. Like the fact that someone would quit or the fact that someone would be dishonest or, you know, take advantage or whatever, like just seems unbelievable to you. And I forgot that that was actually a thing that, you know, you could give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, Karen, you remember feelings, right? (laughs) You make me sound like, where's the manager at all times? (laughs) Um, Okay, so the next thing is feedback um, that I guess I've learned um, by working with my spouse. It's been you know, most of our careers as artists and individuals and sometimes even business owners, it's a very lonely path. You know, you think about it, you're in a practice room, you know, three to five hours every day by yourself. You go to class, you take private lessons and people tell you what to do better. And it's almost like a masochistic lifestyle. Um, and then, you know, you have a, vis- a business venture, a marriage, a relationship, whatever with your significant other. And all of a sudden you're getting feedback and you're like, what is this? So it's been really great though to to see ways that I can improve on the daily in the moment and that are said, you know, thoughtfully and, and in love essentially. Well, yeah, I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like it is lonely running a business. Um, you, you don't have any friends in this thing. You know, your employees have turnaround, um, and you're the only one that cares. Yeah. So, and that's just like that, whether you're running your own business or you're just, uh, musician, freelance musician, or just doing anything. Nobody's going to care more about what you're doing than you. Yeah. And, um, well, and it's been so good too, to see that. Um, and I, I read this from Rachel Hollis who wrote a really great book called girl, wash your face. She's awesome. You should check her out. Um, she has this really awesome quote that I'm sure she's still from someone else. Um, that says that, you know, people's opinions of you are none of your business. And, that's just been so interesting to see kind of that evolved, especially in business and management and by having another unbiased party, um, just kind of see the ins and outs of the business, but also something, another really great quote, quote that she has 
um, is if you want to change someone, it has to be you. Um, because you know, when we first started working together, I was like, Oh my gosh, I just want to brain dump and, you know, word vomit all these things to Nick. And I want him to know all the things that I know. Um, I couldn't write it down fast enough. Yeah. (laughs) But if I want, you know, this business to grow and if I want to this vision to see it through, then I have to start with me. And then that, you know, by leading by example, that will catch on to the rest of the team. You're doing great. (laughs) Um, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about personal development. Yeah. Um, so we save for this and, um, we've elected to take a personal development, something fill in the blank every quarter, uh, whether that's a trip, a conference or a seminar, um, a vacation or just, you know, a weekend with the phones off and not working. Um, having that time to reflect and grow together as, as a couple has really, really been beneficial to us. Last one we did was, um, just a, a trip to Florida, to Miami, to your parents' house. And I was, I'm really, well, first of all, for those of you that don't, that don't know me, I'm really, really good at unplugging. You say unplug <laughs> and I already did. Um, Karen, not so much. No. And Never. I got really worried when you hadn't looked at your phone in 48 hours. I was like, something's wrong with my wife. I was a mermaid, you guys. You you broke I was something. in a pool for two days straight. And it was yeah. silly because I grew up in Florida. So like I'm like, oceans, water, whatever. But this time I was like, nope, I'm going to stay in this pool on this floaty and think about my life. <laughs> yeah. You got so sunburnt. It was great. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, so you guys have heard me talk about a personal development fund. So where you essentially save a percentage of whatever you deem appropriate, whether it be you know, private lesson money, a percentage of your income, if you're salaried, um, just any kind of money that you save on a monthly basis that is strictly put in a different account for personal development. So what I mean by personal development, it could be, you know, a course, a seminar, a workshop. It could be, you know, you need new headshots, you need an updated website. Um, you have this awesome speaking opportunity and then you're, you know, not able to financially swing the transportation, but now this magical personal development fund has funds that you need to kind of do the thing. So this is basically an account that helps you grow in your business and your career and everything without it, you know, messing up your rent or your food budget or or things like that. You described it so much better than I did. You can tell (laughs) my mind's just on vacations. (laughs) So personal development is really important. Um, Nick disagrees with this, but um, I believe that things are either growing or dying. There's no in between for me. And it's not that, you know, like I'm growing exclusively in my career or I'm growing in revenue or whatever. Like for me, growth is growth, whether it's health. Um, I took the month of August to like get healthy. Um, and continue to get healthy, but you know, that was my focus, food, 100%. Um, you know, chiropractic care, you guys have heard me talk about that. Um, just growing in my marriage and my faith and my relationships and, and all of the things. And I just, I think that we so often get one track minded and it's just like, I want to grow and, you know, be a better musician and I want to win the job and I want to do the thing. And it's like, no, for me, growth is all encompassing because if the person, the human that is operating and doing the thing is not growing and is not whole, then what there is, what is left? What's the value of it? 
Um, so for me and in our relationship and in our company culture, that personal development part is so important that, you know, you are listening to podcasts, reading books, taking tests, bettering yourself and, you know, being vulnerable and open to maybe thinking a different way. Love that. You kind of made me think about the gardener and the flower. Yeah. Can you tell that story? Oh my gosh. I'm like, I feel like I'm just snuggling up under the blanket right now. <laughs> tell it, Karen. No. Um, so that's kind of how we, we talk about things. Um, it's almost like a metaphor. So, you know, you have a gardener and a, and a flower and both cannot live without the other. So, you know, you have a flower, which we think of like, it's your moment to shine and you're the star and it's your moment. Um, and then the gardener is the person, you know, watering the flower. So the gardener exists to water the flower and the flower exists because of the gardener. So, um, in our marriage and in our business and in our lives, um, you know, when it's May to mid October, Nick is the flower and he's on the road and he's a rock star and he's playing to like a million fans a year, whatever it is. And I'm home taking care of the dogs, running the business, trying to shower, you know, just trying to be normal. Um, and it's his time to shine and it's my job to support him and not complain. And then, you know, for the rest of the year, you know, in moderation, Nick is working in the business and, you know, trying to do the thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm at home on the off season, 300 days a year, you're the, you're the flower, you're the star, <laughs> you're the flower on the cactus. You're a prickly lady sometimes. Yeah. But, like um, the cactus, like Jeremy Wilson said. Oh, and it's really nice to be able to go out and do what I do in the summer and know that. Karen's got this. Um, she's proven time and time again that, you know, she left Boston that first summer and came to Nashville. And like a week later, I hit the road. Yeah. Like that was that was our honeymoon phase. I was gone. Um, but she held it together. And then the next summer we had two new fur babies. And Aldo and Rena. They and she held it together. They might have held it together a little bit for her too. <laughs> they but did. like when I'm here, I dive all in. Um, that means you know anything from you know taking care of all the chores in the house to cooking the meals, whatever I can do to clear a path for Karen so that she can just go and not have any obstacles in her way. That's that's my job. That's my passion. So happy to do it. Um. And I guess that would lead to um, my last thing that I would want to say is that we put our marriage first um, and we put it before the business because, well, let me just preface this by saying it wasn't always this way for you, Karen. Yeah, not at all. Um, five years ago when you were starting this, this was very much a business before you yourself even absolutely yeah. um anything you could do to grow and scale your operations was put in front as a priority before yourself before your health before your emotional state before your sanity before your family and your friends it was put first and as you've grown and evolved your company you had that great reckoning where you said you know what this is i'm i'm in a time in a stage in my life where I need to put self first. Um, and you got the help you needed to get, get yourself on track before your business. Because if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Yeah. So, and then adding the extra component of spouse into the mix, um, 
that's just knowing that we what we have is so solid that we can take this business and scale it to the next level and know that you know whatever happens with that like our marriage came first mm. and we're not going to put the business first it, although it might seem like that on day to day sometimes but yeah when we go to bed it's it's back to back to business as usual yeah no and like for me it was a lot of you know i'm a risk taker I put all my eggs in, this, in one basket, like, all of the time. It drives me crazy. Almost, like, extreme. Um, I remember, like, last summer, literally packed up my entire family and my videographer at the time. And my last little bit of money left in the bank. And we just went and did a recording session that, you know, I knew was going to turn into more business and save the day. But it's a really big gamble. Um, so after, you know coming to terms with my humanity and um, getting my health back and essentially my priorities straight, uh, it became very obvious that I needed to stop being as reckless because I had, you know, more people to worry about and deal with. Um, So it's been so good to really set my priorities straight, not just as, you know, a business owner and a wife, but as a person, like what are actually my values and what matters to me. And if I'm growing, I'm just adding value to my relationships, not just my marriage, but my friendships, my family, all of that. So um, it was really, it goes back to boundaries, you know, making sure that we're not bleeding into like, what is a marriage conversation versus a business conversation? Yeah. Well, I'm really proud of you for that. I don't know. I don't know if that needs to be said, but I truly (laughs) am, babe. It's hard. Um, Okay. But now fun stuff. Um, Fun stuff of working together. Let's be positive. Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, we get to spend all of our time together, which is my favorite. Is it? It really is. Like, I feel like I'm just a third dog sometimes where I'm just like wagging my tail, staring at you and just like wanting to know what's next. What's next? Right. Yeah. It is really fun to work together. Um, I feel like it's just such a privilege that I get to work from home and I get to kind of design my life and my schedule how I want to. It's not always pretty or easy, but. Um, I just feel so lucky that, you know, we get to hang out literally all the time, except when you're on the road, but even then we FaceTime constantly. We do. It's pretty great. Um, I love that we get to be inspired together. Um, the other day we were just kind of like in this, I would say like just house funk. Um, not that it smelled bad, but <laughs> <I mean, laughs> that, <it> <laughs> that we were just kind of like blah about everything. And I don't know, as like a life coach and someone that like reads and listens to podcasts and like kind of motivates people on the daily, like that's kind of weird to be like in a funk. Um, So we were just both feeling blah about things and, you know, we're trying to like cut back on, you know, TV and just having more actual quality time and conversation. And um, we were both just like really understanding of how the other felt. And we actually watched this, um, documentary what was it yeah seven days out yeah on netflix totally recommend it it takes like some of the best most stressful moments in history and well like of annual events of annual events i don't know if they're like history they're historic to me the westminster dog show (laughs) guys i cried it was so Uh, good chanel's uh couture couture. um fashion show um the opening of a a restaurant the the final days of the cassini mission out and around saturn that's pretty global I would say so. That's yeah. pretty stellar. So, teehee. 
wah, wah. Um, you know, talks about like the seven days before the event happens and like kind of what takes place and that just completely re-inspired and reinvigorated us. We got to see this passion that, you know, sometimes we have, we have our blinders up and we, we miss that. Mm-hmm. So it was really, really inspiring to just witness other people's passion. Yeah. And it was so serendipitous because we had just had our workshop. So we were like energized, but at the same time kind of drained. And, um, you know, we've been beta testing that workshop and it was so amazing to, to watch this restaurant in New York, like, you know, completely reinvent itself, reinvent itself, but also to see the servers practicing how to serve fake food. Guys, they were spooning air from a, from a little gravy boat onto a empty plate. And they were practicing how to literally place the plate on people's tables properly and um, practicing the menu items. I mean, it was just so... All while hoping that, you know, their inspection would would pass in time so that they could have gas in the kitchen. Right. So it was like, after that kind of stress, like, I'm fine. Everything's fine, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just so awesome to, like, know that we were uninspired and then kind of get inspired together. Like, I think that's one of the biggest assets that we have being together um, because there's no shortage of amusement and sometimes hot mess, but it's just, it's good to have, you know, someone solid yeah, um, helping you grow and like growing together. Speaking of having someone solid, like just coming back to faith too. Like, Oh my God, guys, I literally got on all fours and prayed the other day. <laughs> I say all fours because that's what you told me to do. Like, get on all fours. I'm like, like a dog? She's like, oh, like on your hands and knees. And I'm like, man, it was really, really nice. I did like a, what was that? Is that child's pose? Yeah. Yoga. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, had a little conversation and I got up. I felt a lot better. And, oh man, just knowing, you know, somebody out there has my back. Yeah. It's been really nice. And, you know doing that together we have our morning devotionals with our coffee and it's been really helpful and really perspective giving yeah so anyway um that's our little background story here of what it's like to work with your spouse it's not always super pretty but it is pretty great especially when when boundaries are had and i had so many more analogies that were gross like poopy diapers i was like (laughs) oh you'll see how the sausage gets made oh my god and more anyway well we'll save that for the bloopers at the yeah end. no um you can find us on instagram facebook and twitter yep uh at nick underscore maniacal four <laughs> i won't spell it for you because i might mess up yeah um or my facebook artist page nick lawfer or my website nicklawfer.com yes and our cast events actually has a website it's cubitasartistevents.com cubitasartists events dot com you're an artist with an s yes a plural artist um thank you guys so much for listening um if you have any questions or thoughts feel free to comment and message us and next week's episode i'm really pumped about is with david rogers he's going to be talking about improvisation his new record a new project he has going on and why he actually chose to stay in nashville This will be episode 14. It'll drop on the 13th. 
why are you explaining this to the I listener? don't even know. Okay. Well, I just wanted to be punny, but guess not. Jeez. 